0: What's up, dudes? Welcome back to the NBA Hoops at Lunch podcast here on the Outkick Bets podcast feed. I'm your host, Jeff Clark. It's Tuesday, January 17th. There is a small four game slate in the NBA Tuesday, but I do have three best bets in the slate. I went two and one yesterday in MLK Day plays. Um, I hit the under two twenty two and a half in the Pelicans Cavaliers game. Cleveland beat New Orleans one thirteen to one zero three. Uh, that was pretty comfortable under. There was ninety seven points scored in the first half. I guess it got a little weird in the fourth quarter. I was actually paying attention to the uh, game cast on Yahoo Sports app as I was at the gym and. I was a little nervous down the stretch. I, I don't know. I felt like maybe garbage time free throws could have pushed it over. But um, in the end of the day, the a, a six and a half point under margin is, is, a, is a fairly easy win, especially how that game trended. Um, but I lost the next best bet that I gave out. I took Miami Heat minus 115 on the money line um, versus the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks, Won 121 to 113 uh, Miami just got too far behind in the first two quarters but they won the last two that got sweaty or interesting depending on which side you bet on the fourth quarter um, but there was a, a foul on a on a on a on a three-pointer I think that led to a technical in the fourth quarter in Atlanta's favor that more or less put buried Miami there. They they flirted with a comeback. I was another game that I was monitoring on my uh and during my workout, but Miami just couldn't get home and and it was the wrong side, frankly. Um the third the third best bet was one of the sweeter wins that I've had all year. I hit the under one oh eight and a half in the Phoenix Suns um game against the the Memphis Grizzlies. Phoenix visited Memphis yesterday. Memphis won 136 to 106. Uh, the Suns team total actually touched nine and a half, but I think it ended up closing back at one and a half or 108 and a half. Uh, they scored. The Suns did 65 first half points, so they put up 41 in the second half. I couldn't believe that ended up cashing. So got very lucky to have a two and one Monday, but I'll take it. Starting off this week on a winning note. It's uh it's been two straight winning weeks here in the first two weeks of the NBA Hoops at Lunch Show. I'm fifteen and eleven in this in this podcast uh history. So hopefully I can keep going. I still have a hole to climb out of here in the NBA season as a whole. Um two different holes, same sentence. Um, but I do have another three pack here for Tuesday. I'm going, for the first bet, I'm going over 232 in the Nets-Spurs game. It's minus 105 right now, so maybe wait a little longer. Um, Perhaps it gets down to 231.5 or even lower. Uh, But I have to lock in a bet now for content purposes, so I'll lock in the 232 at minus 105. Uh, The over's cashed in six of the last seven Spurs-Nets-Spurs meetings, which, I don't know, maybe isn't that. Uh, noteworthy of a trend considering all the the roster turnover between the two teams, um, both of which is, you know, has been pretty pretty staggering if you think about it, between the Spurs trading DeJounte Murray this offseason and then the whole James Harden thing with the Nets and Kyrie Irving being in and out of the lineup. But earlier this year, um Brooklyn beat San Antonio in their first meeting one thirty nine to one hundred three. The over on a two thirty seven and a half total cash. Um, Brooklyn's offense has been pretty terrible recently with with Kevin Durant out of the lineup, and he's going to be out for the for the next foreseeable or for the foreseeable future, next couple weeks at the minimum. Um, the Brooklyn has played in five straight unders. They have the second worst offensive rating in the NBA over the last two weeks. And there's more money and tickets on the over, yet the total has been lowered from like two thirty. Hold on, let me look it up. Not instead of guessing or giving you guys bullshit. Um, the Nets Spurs total opened at two thirty four and a half, and it's it's at a cheap two thirty two now. So that's despite the bets and the tickets being on the over. So the reverse line movement is scary, but I think it's the Sharps just fading Brooklyn because it's 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 paid so well recently without Kevin Durant. But I'm thinking this could be a get right spot for Brooklyn's offense. San Francisco's defense is terrible. It's the worst it's the worst they have the worst defensive rating. Um, and non-garbage time in the NBA. Their bottom five in points off of turnovers allowed, second chance points per game allowed, paint points per game allowed. Their defense provides no resistance. And what's even better for the over here is San Antonio's seventh in pace. So they're going to try to play an up-and-down game, try to randomize it a little bit. Um, Most teams usually shoot well at home, so I think they're going to, add more to the over this time around than they did the first time they played Brooklyn and this is a spot where I'm actually looking at Ben Simmons as an addition to Brooklyn's offense mostly people you know talk about him as a defensive player and while he's much better on defense um, Brooklyn's fast fast break offense improves with Simmons on the floor and Brooklyn's more willing and 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 wants to play more half court offense when Kevin Durant is in as is, is on the floor because Kevin Durant's one of the better best excuse me iso scorers ever. So with Ben Simmons in the lineup and no KD out there and San Antonio pushing the pace, I think I think Brooklyn matches them and and and, and Ben Simmons um helps get the team, get Brooklyn out in transition here and get more fast break points. So I like Brooklyn's offense to get right here. Both teams are bad defensive rebounding teams, so maybe there's going to be a lot of second-chance points scored. Uh, both teams have a bottom 10 shot quality allowed, according to CleaningTheGlass.com, and there's just several um, over-under trends for San Antonio that point a, a to more points being scored in this game, the Spurs are thirteen and nine to the over at home. They average the average Spurs game finishes with a with a two hundred and twenty or two hundred and thirty three point four points per game scored at home in San Antonio. The over is cashed in five straight Spurs games when they've played teams with a, a winning rate of sixty percent or higher. Obviously, Brooklyn isn't nearly the same team as. Uh, Uh, as they were when when Kevin Durant was in the lineup but they're still a quality team and a a matchup that the Spurs are most likely going to get up for especially because they lost by 36 the first time around I don't I don't care how much San Antonio's tanking or how little the organization cares about winning or losing or excuse me winning at this point but they're still pros on that on that bench and 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 on the Spurs and Taking a thirty-six point ass whooping is going to motivate anyone. Um, both th- these teams are have a combined nineteen and ten over under record to the to the over and non conference games, and just the only reason I think that's a not the only reason, but the, the reason why I think that's a relative trend is because you know when you're playing cross conference matchups, these are teams that are unfamiliar with the, with them with with each other. So. <clears throat> knowing that teams, the the Nets and the Spurs, go over the total more so in those cross-conference matchups um, matters because, you know, I don't – again, they're not familiar with each other. So I'm kind of beating a dead horse here, but I'm going over 232 in the Nets-Spurs game. My next best bet, I've taken Portland in all three matchups against Denver, and I'm going back to the well here. Portland – uh, the Portland Trailblazers visit the Denver Nuggets at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time tonight. They are 2-1 against the number, but 1-2 straight up versus Denver this season. Um, they got they got beat up on pretty good last time they met. Denver won 120-107, but really all the damage was done, or most of the damage was done in the third quarter. The Nuggets won the third quarter 35-16, so Portland was up 6 after the first half, and that game just sputtered away from them Um, both teams have similar profiles they're top 10 each in uh, offensive rating and bottom 10 in defensive rating portland has um, the fourth best ats differential versus top 10 offenses denver is 25th in spread differential versus top 10 offenses portland has a better straight up record adjusted net rating And considerably better ATS differential versus bottom 10 defenses than Denver does. Portland has the best shot quality in the NBA. They take the 7th most field goal attempts at the rim, according to CleaningTheGlass.com. And Denver is 29th in defensive field goal percentage versus field goals or shots at the rim. They're 24th in paint points per game allowed. So... Um, Denver's offense, or Portland's offense, excuse me, should cook here. They scored 120 in the second meeting against Denver, 135 in the first, and frankly just sucked in the last. So I am expecting a bounce back performance against the Denver defense, which is bad, real bad. Both teams get wide open looks, uh, but Portland is ninth in wide open threes allowed. Denver is 19th, so Portland should get more open threes. Um, and the sharp money is on Portland here. Denver opened at minus eight, but is dropping um, despite more money and tickets being on Denver. We faded the sharp side in the Nets Spurs um, game a few minutes ago, but we're, we're gonna we're gonna go to the sharps here or follow the money in this case. Um, more money and tickets are on Denver at at DraftKings, but DraftKings is following the market's lead by dropping Portland's spread from eight to six and a half. There's more money in the market on Portland, but more tickets are on Denver according to pregame.com. So pros betting trailblazers, Joe's betting nuggets. It's a 50 50 split on the bets place at Vegas insider, but they're saying more than 90% of the money in Vegas is on Portland. So sharp money is on Portland. Um, I like, I like their offense to be able to keep it close and I'll take the six and a half with the trailblazers. Uh, the final best bet that I'm looking at here, I'm going under 223 in the 76ers-Clippers. I bet the Clippers uh, under on Clippers games a ton this year. Um, it's been one of my most profitable angles here in the NBA hoops at lunch show. Both teams are slow-paced. Uh, the Clippers are 22nd, and the Philadelphia 76ers are 23rd in pace. Um, Our possessions per 48 minutes. Both play really strong defense. Uh, Clippers are seventh in non-garbage time defensive rating. Philly is fifth. Uh, the Clippers are fifth in defensive effective field goal shooting. Philly's ninth. Uh, the Clippers do a really good job of keeping opponents off the foul line. Obviously, James Harden and Joel Embiid live at the free throw line. Uh, neither team crashes the glass on offense, and... Um, Both are pretty good defensive rebounding. Uh, The the Clippers are 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 actually much better in defensive rebounding. So I think we're going to get a bunch of one and done long one and done possessions here. Um, The referee assignments are forty three, or excuse me, the referees assigned to this game are forty three and forty seven to the under here. Um, So that's forty eight percent to the under. More of an under friendly officiating crew is nice. Uh, the, the, the Clippers have the fifth worst wide-open three-point attempt rate, but they're top 10 in defensive um, three-point rate. And uh, Philly is above average in both wide-open three-point three point attempts and wide-open three-point attempt allowed. So I think both are going to close out on three-pointers. Um f- Philly does a better job of getting open three pointers because I think you know Joel Embiid collapses the paint. They got a little bit better ball movement, but the Clippers' defense should stay in front of uh, Philly's offense. And the Clippers' defense again is is banged up. Paul George is questionable to play. Luke Kennard is um, is is trending towards not playing. He's huge to their offense, and and Marcus Morris is questionable to play. Um, he's a much stronger offensive player, and but the Clippers' defense really struggles when Marcus Morris is on the floor. Um, there is reverse line movement headed south of the total. Most of the the, the, the tickets are on the over, but this total has dropped from a 225-point opener down to the current number, which is, again, two thir- 223. Excuse me. Um, again, a, a ton of under-friendly trends here for the Clippers. Um, the, they're three and 20 to the under with a minus 10 over under margin. They're one and three to the under as home underdogs. And, um, also, there's been a recent lineup adjustment made by the Clippers that helps their defense. Uh, Ty Lue replaced Reggie Jackson, the starting five with Terrence Mann. Um, and, and, and Terrence Mann and the Clippers' the Clippers defense improves greatly when Terrence Mann's on the floor. Uh, the Clippers are 1-4 to the under since inserting Terrence Mann in the lineup, and the Clippers allow th- nearly three points less per 100 possessions when Terrence Mann is on the floor. So Clippers' defense improves with Terrence Mann playing. Their offense is still a little limited with Paul George and Kennard out of the lineup. Well, Paul George could play, but Kennard is definitely out of the lineup. If Marcus Morris doesn't play, that means more Nick Batum and the Clippers' defense improves with Nick Batum on the floor. And again, there is a lot of under-friendly trends here. So my third best bet is the under 223 in the 76ers Clippers, adding that to the Portland Trailblazers plus 6.5 and, and over 232 in the Nets Spurs completes my three Best bet, NBA bet slip here for Tuesday, January 17th. Do me a favor and show me some love on social media, whether it be shouting this podcast out, dropping its Apple or Spotify links into a tweet. That would be greatly appreciated. If anything, you just leave me a nice review. I would would very much appreciate that as well. Either way, hopefully me talking to myself about the NBA here provides – some sort of help or or um just just maybe entertain you and 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 wanting to handicap the NBA for yourself so uh show me some love if you can but either way I'll be talking to you probably tomorrow peace